Welcome to another PI World podcast. This is an audio-only version offered as another way to enjoy our great content. A full video version can be seen on piworld.co.uk, where you can find many more videos of interest to investors. Thank you, everybody, for investing your time in us today. Um, these are the half-year results uh, for 2023 for the Pebble Group. My name is Chris Lee. I'm the Chief Exec of Pebble Group and joined by, uh, I think it's about 550 people in our business of great quality. And one of them's with me today, uh, Claire Thompson, our CFO. We've been part of the business for, well, like myself, 23 years, Claire about 16. Uh, so really invest in that business emotionally, absolutely, but uh, but also financially in the management team. We have around about 9% of the, the share capital of the group. Um, in terms of how we're going to do things today, just going to give you a little introduction into the, uh, the industry that we're part of. And, um, and then some highlights on the half-year results. And then Claire will take you through some numbers, and then we'll go into each of the businesses, our businesses, brand edition, facilities in turn. And uh, we aim to be done in around about 20 minutes and, uh, and take some questions at the end. So um, we, you know, so we're, we're Pebble Group, but two businesses called Brand Edition and Facilis are, are our sort of operations within that, uh, that organization, within the, within the group. In terms of the industry we're part of, we're really part of the promotional product sector. And promotional products are all around us. It's a much bigger industry than people actually realize at first. And so it's all businesses, all sizes, all sectors, and all geographies using promotional products to promote their brand. And so you'll have some in your office, at home, in your car, where you've received a gift um, and a product from a company, which really is kind of trying to make an attachment between you, the stakeholder, and the business itself. And on an overall basis, we think the business, the, the industry is worth about 50 billion. So again, much higher than most people would think. In terms of how we fit into that industry, so if you start at the top there, the global industry around about 50 billion. The stats tell us that sort of half of that is in North America, and we'll come on to why that's important in a moment. And the way Pebble Group fits into that is we've got visibility of about $1.5 billion worth of, uh, of that industry. And that's to our two operations, Facilis Group and Brand Mission. Facilis Group, about $1.4 billion goes through our technology. So we're not making the sales there, but actually we're helping those sales move efficiently from the supplier to the distributor into the end user. So our technology is helping that process. We have visibility of about $1.4 billion of that market. And in the USA, that's around 6% market share. In terms of our products business, Brand Edition, Brand Edition sells products to some of the best companies in the world, some of the best known brands in the world, and uh, really looking to produce quality products, engages their stakeholders, and delivered on a global basis um, on a, with a, a you know, real provenance to the product of where it comes from, whose hands is it made in, and, uh, and kind of what factory was it made at. And that business has around about an 8% market share of those really large corporates is what we estimate. So that's how we fit into the industry. In terms of the highlights for the half year, in terms of profit growth, around about 12% at about DAR level. Net cash we kind of generated about $4 million more than we had on the balance sheet this time last year. And Claire will talk about how the working capital cycle works. And that's after the first dividend that we made this year as well. We kind of, so really, it's around about $5 million like for like difference in terms of where we are with cash versus last year. And how do those numbers come together? That's through Facilis and Brand Edition. They're doing all the hard work. On a sterling basis, revenue growth in Facilis was 24%. On a dollar basis, that goes around about 18%. So we had a little bit of a tailwind there. And, and that GMV is really growing through the gross merchandise value, that, that is, which is the what are our customers pushing through our system in terms of sales? We talked about that 1.4 billion on a global basis, generally second half weighted. I think that might be about 1.5 billion by the end of 2023. 
And brand addition, less growth, but I still think a really super performance from that business. And a really difficult economy when some of the large corporate budgets have been tested. And brand addition growing, I think, is a you know, super performance. And to put on top of that, growing that gross margin, again, in a very difficult circumstances by three points, I think is a super performance from that business. So there are the highlights. Claire will take yeah. you through some of the numbers. Thank you. So kind of continuing the theme of the highlights, these are the group KPIs and, you know, all moving in the right direction. So that incremental revenue translating through to EBITDA and that EBITDA margin moving forward as we're starting to see the impact of the high margin SaaS business. Silis, um, you know, on our overall group profile, and that kind of goes all the way down the P&L. So our EPS is moving forward at the half year. And as Chris has already touched on, you know, cash is 4 million ahead of where we were this time last year and 5 million on a like-for-like basis when we take into account the dividend. And this slide is just kind of giving you a bit of context on the kind of financial dynamics of the group. And in particular, you know, we've got that products business in brand edition and the uh, the tech platform um, in Facilis. And, and the, you know, they are quite different in terms of their impact on revenue and EBITDA. So left-hand side is revenue. And you can see there those product sales in brand edition are the lion's share of that. Facilis, tech platform, much smaller proportion, I mean, fast growing, but smaller proportion of the sales. And that translates through to EBITDA. Then when we are earning on those Facilis revenues, a 50% EBITDA margin. And we're now seeing as Facilis continues to grow, Facilis is you know, getting towards being 50% of our group. And, and we've signaled that we expect that to continue and, and we'll push past that number as we move through 2024. A little bit more detail now. So PL, we've touched on, you know, everything's moving in the right direction. The revenue growth of 5% for the group that splits into kind of the 24% with Facilis Group. And then that growth at Brand Edition, which as I think we've already said was smaller, but a great performance in what's been a tough macro. You can see our margin, our gross profit margin moving forward. So we were at 38 and a half this time last year. We're now just under 43 as a combination of two things. So again, it's the impact of the growth in Facilis on the overall group financial dynamics, but also that super performance at Brand Edition where the gross margin has moved forward by three points. I've said it already, but just to reiterate, we move it, that's translating through to adjusted EBITDA. Um, we've been investing heavily in our uh, tech platforms at, uh, at Facilis, and that's starting to come through as we signaled it would at the year end in our DNA charge. Um, but again, you know, all moving forward in the right direction and then the operating profit is ahead of where we were this time last year. Cash flow remains really kind of straightforward and that strong profit to cash conversion metric continues. Um, to um, recap for those that, you know, are new to the story or that, you know, those who've kind of forgotten that the working capital in the group is all relates to brand addition and that that movement in the working capital cycle is in line with our usual, you know, our, our usual experience um, where we are high in working capital at half year and that will unwind as we move to the year end. And again, this week we've signaled that we're, we're expecting to land um, a cash number um, that's out there in the market for the year end and is kind of, you know, consistent profile with where we were last year. I've talked about investment in CapEx. You can see that that's moved forward this first half and you know have continued to invest in those platforms at Facilis then again we've talked about the dividend you can see that payment going through there other than that's all fairly straightforward balance sheet again you know nice and simple the current assets that you know the piece in there that's of interest is the investment in our platform at Facilis and that's kind of you know we have invested in that over the last 18 months significantly we've brought new products to market and that's been amortized over three years 
the rest of the working capital and the balance sheet really sits with brand addition. So that's the blue chip customers that we'll come on to talk about. So it's um, high quality assets underwritten by our customers um, in terms of any stock that we're holding for them. And uh, our receivables and payables are just moving in line with the with the sales volumes. All, all metrics remain as as um, as consistent with prior years. So again, you know, we introduced this slide at the year end and just to kind of re-emphasize our use of capital. So, you know, number one, we had 50 million on the balance sheet at the end of December 22, and it will be around about 17 million when we get to this year. And we think that's a sensible place for us in terms of cash touched on brand addition and its use of working capital. So there's no working capital in Facilis Group. Brand addition does require working capital as it grows. So there will always be a little bit of investment there, but that's proportionate to the sales volumes. Capital expenditure, we have been investing in Facilis Group to increase our product offering, round off our product offering and increase our addressable market. We're at the peak of that investment in 23. And so that will be coming down as we move through 24, which is something that we've signalled. And, and, you know, the investment in brand addition is, a, you know, generally a consistent level every year. We did introduce our maiden dividend in 22 uh, and signalled that we want that to be a progressive policy. And, and that's what we intend to do um, um, in terms of our kind of immediate use uses of cash thank you so um so taking that i'll I'll run through facilis um claire will do brand edition then we'll finish with some esg and and head into questions um so a little bit about the model so the way the promotional products businesses work you have suppliers who are specialists in product categories the end user the brand um you know wants kind of all products and so that creates that need for the distributor in the middle to sort of bring all together facilis what we're trying to do is bring technology to that market um, to help efficiency for the supplier and the distributor and, and into the customer. And, and that's kind of what the, the, the premise of the, of the business is based upon. Um, on a historic basis, as we look back, um, what's been going through the business is that, you know, 1.4 million of, of our customer sales, what we call the GMV, the gross merchandise value, that's through 238 partners now, around about a million orders. And we have some preferred suppliers that we try and help the supplier, the good suppliers and our, and our customers come together to make great efficiencies and support each other in kind of growing their own businesses. So technology above that market is what Facilis does. Looking back, and these are all historic, so the revenues and the EBITDA, the growth on the top, is really created by the KPIs below. So um, really all moving in the right direction. And, and, and you know, this is probably one of the, the few businesses in this industry that wasn't affected by COVID. You can see some, some nice lines all moving in the right direction. It's all in US dollars, which is the home currency of our business. So partner growth has been fairly consistent, which will drive GMV and therefore those lines going up. And you can see there that GMV is generally bigger in the second half than it is in the first. And again, if we kind of help our customers work with a great group of suppliers and the preferred suppliers that we use, and they can kind of grow each other's businesses and get great pricing, great products and service, um, that kind of preferred supplier spend helps our business as well in, in terms of growing. So looking back, Sort of those um, KPIs at the bottom have really driven um, the numbers at the top. As far as um, looking f- to the future, we have invested, you know, very clearly and 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 spent, you know, uh, you know, thoughtfully, um, you know, some investment in, in the capex. And so now, as we look forward, on the left hand side are the products that we're going to have in market. So the top product called Syncor, that's what everything has been based to date. Our performance and our financials have been based to date. That's an order workflow system that's helping our customers efficiently manage with their suppliers and their teams and to help them professionalize and grow. We're bringing a couple of new products into market, commercial stores and orders, which does a couple of things. It helps us sell more to existing customers from the store side, but also the order side is taking us to uh, the long fragmented tail in the promotional products industry in North America. 
And so they're quite different products within the same industry. And, and rather than kind of talk about facilities group, then this product, this product, this product, on the right-hand side, what we're kind of bundling all that together and saying, you know, we're here to provide technology and services to the promotion products industry. We drive a GMV forward by using those products, and we're going to kind of try and you know grow the attach rates that we collect from that GMV, and that becomes our income. So that sort of right-hand slide, you know, this kind of half year is really a handover to say that's the main KPI that we're using on the right-hand side here, how we're driving GMV forward, the attach rate that we're able to collect from there, and the multiplication of those two is the income that we receive at the end. And then, so I think that's our elevator pitch, is that right-hand graph. And um, But what we want to do is to make sure investors who know us pretty well and kind of want to get into the detail that we will supply information that helps them really kind of get into the detail. But kind of beginning to summarize this, it will bring new products into the market the way we've described on the right. In terms of customer numbers, you can see sort of sync or that main product. And, and that's something that we sort of should never take for granted. We can continue to invest into. And that's continues to grow in terms of customer numbers. But our new products now, Commercio was non-paid uh, when we kind of spoke to you last and had around 130 customers. And they've turned into now 55 paying, of which kind of a large proportion of our existing Syncor customers are so taking more than one product from us now. And our orders products, which is aimed at the order workflow uh, for the really long tail in the promotional products industry, that's kind of out there and been tested at the moment. We hope to launch that early next year. And, and on the right-hand side, you know, growth in all these three areas, we hope kind of moves that forward. We, Invest in the business and uh, the business was like just over about $10 million. We've taken that over to 20. And we really want to kind of demonstrate to an investor community and our, for our own ambition that you know, we, we're taking that beyond 30, beyond 40. And, you know, we really think uh, we can kind of uh, use the investment we made in this industry and, and the, the large fragmented nature of it um, to kind of push, um, push ourselves towards 50 million. If we can do that, you know, it'd be a huge success. In terms of what that's meant in capital expenditure, you can see on the left-hand side of the graph here, our EBITDA has grown. Um, so the sort of um, 2020 to 2020, sort of 223, are our actual numbers. And you can see that our EBITDA is the sort of the total. And we've split that pretty evenly. Our cash has stayed quite similar because we've been spending and investing in CapEx on a new product. That new product will continue to be invested in, but now sort of less heavily than when you started those up and launching them you know, that curve comes down slightly. So as that curve comes down, our cash elements, the cash conversion goes up. And, and if our plans come together, our EBITDA keeps moving forward and you create this mouth, which kind of is, a, you know, growing cash balance. And, and again, that's sort of a demonstration of the principles we're trying to look for rather than any sort of forecast, but continuing to grow our profitability and got help with new products to do that. And, you know, coming down, but still absolutely invested in our products, but coming down slightly from the peak, you know, that kind of should create, you know, if we do things right, a nice cash balance at the end. And then sort of we put this in our full year results to say what we're trying to do in 2023. And that is continue to develop the Syncor. Partner retention is very, very important. We must keep an eye on that. And it's very high. And we're also attracting new partners into that. In terms of kind of putting commercial out there, it's now paying for products. But we need to keep investing into that and developing products to make sure that becomes a market leader. And then the third thing, we're kind of well on the way to, to launching orders. So we're at kind of various stages of those um, three different goals, um, but uh, but all in a sensible place and, you know, very much ambitious to uh, to keep going. And, you know, Claire, I'll talk you now through what Brandon is nearly yeah. there. Yeah. Thank you. So just touch again on, so this is the model of the industry. So the brands on the right-hand side that uh, create the demand and the suppliers that are generally product-specific that, you know, kind of supply the products, surprisingly enough. Um, so Brand Edition sits in the middle. So Brand Edition, we've said, sells product. It's a large distributor, but it's working solely under contract with some of the, the largest brands in the world. So every one of Brand Edition's customers would be a familiar name to you. 
So, you know, similar slide to what we showed for Facilis. So the financial dynamics of the prior years and then the first half along the top. And, you know, revenue moved forward by about 3%, which is a really sensible performance in what's been a tough macro for brand edition. And then the pie charts at the bottom are showing kind of are telling the story of how that revenue's moved. And what we've seen in brand edition is, you know, our technology clients, they've spent a little bit less with us this year, as have some of our consumer facing clients. But we've seen real strength in what would be a more traditional sectors of uh, transport and engineering. Engineering. And so that that combined, that kind of resilience and that ge- geographic and sector spread um, has, has meant that Brand Edition has managed to move its revenue line forward in what's been a you know, difficult environment. You know, we, again, we'll kind of re-emphasize, we've said it a couple of times now, but the team there have done a super job in moving the gross profit margins forward. And that's been, you know, in response to our customers at Brand Edition asking for us to supply more services. So, you know, kind of the way in which we work with them is more complex, required investment on our half and our Customers have been willing to pay for that investment and we've managed to move that gross margin forward as a result of that. And so if the revenue line and the EBITDA line, EBITDA as a percentage of revenue has stayed fairly similar, you know, we have managed to move gross profit forward um, in response to those demands from our customers. We introduced this graph at the full year or this chart at the full year. Um, but, you know, we can't often get asked about, you know, what happens to brand edition in a downturn or if life gets a little bit tough. And, you know, I love this slide. I think, you know, it shows that this is a great business that whatever you throw at it, so we've got a pandemic, we've had Brexit, we've had challenges with supply chain, freight, inflation, FX, whatever, you know, like if you look over that period since IPO, managed to grow that brand edition revenue by 20%, it's moved its margins forward. We've got 100% client retention of its top 10 clients, which is the vast majority of its revenue. And we've been really successful at winning new business. So I think, you know, brand edition over time is a you know very strong proposition. It's a great business. And, and this slide shows how, how you know kind of it can react to anything that you were uh, you throw at it and then again you know kind of reiterating our goals for 23 uh, as we did for facilis so you know holding on to those customers is very very important and so kind of making sure that we retain all of our major clients is you know a key focus for the team winning new because then you know that means that we can continue to move that revenue line forward and again and now kind of focusing on, on the success that we've had with gross margin and making sure that we retain those improved levels and um, taking you home on some ESG, ESG really naturally weaves its way into Brand Edition and Facilis Group. So Brand Edition very much from our customers and sustainability and looking for kind of more and more sustainable solutions, whether it's products or it's freight. And Facilis, certainly on the community side and the, the sort of efforts we make there, um, engaging our suppliers and our partners in terms of making a positive impact on the community. So um, we have some people who are dedicating our business to, to looking after this and, and do a super job of it. And um, and so we've evolved what we call our four cornerstones. You know, we've sort of been a public company now for almost four years and uh, and kind of keep learning and keep evolving in, in terms of what we're doing to make sure we're communicating clearly. We're putting our targets out there and we kind of, again, articulating how uh, we're doing against those targets. So um, there's a piece on there in terms of, um, you know, the four cornerstones, how they've evolved, you know, in terms of how we're engaging with our stakeholders over the last probably six months, we've been out to investors, to suppliers, to our teams, to our customers, and asked them what's most important to them and, and pulled our materiality assessment out there. And so um, it's all small print, but this is on our website and uh, now in terms of uh, pebblegroup.com. And uh, we'll be bringing out our third standalone ESG report um, alongside our report and accounts um, early next year. So it's something that you know we want to ensure we're doing best practice at but we're not doing it for the sake of doing it to tick a box you know we're doing it when it actually does make a difference in our tone of voice and, uh, and yeah making it naturally weave into the business rather than trying to force anything in there
And that really takes us to the end, you know, in terms of the outlook that we've put. I think we've got two wonderful businesses. You know, I think Facilis has some amazing potential, some people working extremely hard there, you know, to really drive kind of new products into the market and, uh, you know, and push kind of our customer numbers forward. So I have some super people where, and I'm on Facilis side and a very differentiated business with wonderful opportunities. And on Brand Edition, again, a kind of more mature business, but some you know, kind of thing is about 400 people, you know, from Asia to the US and, and everywhere in between in Europe. Uh, really working hard to push those businesses forward. And in what's a difficult market, um, you know, we, were, we certainly asked a lot of ourselves and our teams and uh, we're able to say, you know, in a, in a quite challenging space that in full year 2023, we do expect um, uh, expectations to be in line with the market. So um, I think that's us. Uh, really happy to answer any questions. Um, hope that uh, that was okay for everyone. Um, we've got a few questions already. These results seem to show good resilience. How have the markets you operate in changed over the last 12 months with the current economic environment? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it has been a little tougher, you know, so I think on facilities for our customers. So you see the growth in GMVs, so the growth of our, uh, you know, what we see the sales our customers are making have haven't grown at the as high rate. And that kind of gives you a sense of that economy in the US and you know, our, our customers are very entrepreneurial businesses with some great salespeople in there who drive those businesses forward. So that rate of growth slowing there, shows, I think, has been a bit tougher in uh, this year than perhaps even last. Um, and then on brand edition, that probably comes out rather than on an overall basis, probably a sector basis. As Claire said, technology and, and our consumer businesses, um, our customers remain our customers. So they spent a little bit less rather than we've lost customers. And um, and then, but we've had some of our, you know, so our engineer and our transport sector and some new business have really smoothed that out. So um, I think it is, you know, feels a little hard out there, but equally, you know, there's two great businesses with, you know, slightly different opportunities, uh, but differentiate business in a really interesting market. You know, I think we probably hold our own and um, yeah, I think we're pretty tough on measuring ourselves sometimes and we call it a solid performance when we've been out speaking to the market, you know, I think we're probably getting a little more credit than we give ourselves sometimes for um, for what we've done. And what percentage of revenue is in US dollars and how does the move in exchange rates affect revenue and profit? Yeah, so it's probably about 30% of revenue is in US dollars. So I think if we comparing against last year, well, so, well if comparing against last year, then, um, then I think we've had a tailwind in the first half and that's probably we're going to have a headwind in the second as we move into you know if we move into h2 but i think when we're talking about brand edition us and facilis us it's just important to remember that it's the it's the bottom of the pnl that we're translating um so it's the translational effect that we'll have on the whole group as opposed to the kind of all, you know all the way down and can you tell us more about the facilis customer base who they are where they're located and what gives you confidence for 2024? So the Facilis, uh, I suppose our addressable market is wider than it ever has been now. So um, there are something like 20,000 businesses in the North American promotional products market. And, um, and I suppose our goal is to say to every one of those businesses, we have some technology that can help you. And that's kind of why we've rounded out the technology stack. Um, if I look back, kind of, you know, what is our flagship product we call Syncor is very much aimed at entrepreneurial growing businesses um, in that sort of, in that subsector of that. Um, we think there's about 1,600 of those that have revenues of $2 million um, to about $30 million. And, um, and they're often management-owned businesses, extremely entrepreneurial salespeople who would like kind of systems to help give them time to sell. So something that's efficient, gives them good visibility. And so our Syncor products, you know, I suppose our 
um, uh, business um, addressable market is the whole 20,000 there. And then sort of Sync or our flagship is a subsection of that. But then the new products coming out give us access to that wider market. So, you know, again, the proposition of facilities, if you're in the North American promotional products distributor, one of those 20,000, we've got some technology that can help your business become more efficient and grow. And the orders product is addressing a different and much larger by number customer cohort to Syncor and Commercio. How are you marketing it? So, yes, yeah, it's slightly different. And so um, and so that, you know, so that will be involved um, being at trade shows, uh, much more online and uh, much more direct marketing than we've done in the past. So it is a much sort of wider audience and needs to be looked at slightly differently. But it's a market we know extremely well. Um, you know, we, we all know the trade associations, we all know the trade shows that go there and the, the websites that have been sort of viewed. And so it is a, a slightly sort of more mass market marketing exercise um, than we have in the past. But um, it, that's to a market we know extremely well and it's based in North America. And can you tell us a bit more about the pipeline for Syncor? Yeah. And so in, in terms of um, the investment we've put in, we've got to have steady growth. And that's throughout COVID as well. We saw the partner numbers that we showed uh, on an earlier slide. And that's been nice kind of uh, interesting growth. And don't forget, there is a little bit of attrition in there. So those grow, gross growth numbers are slightly higher. Um, you know, we do want to sort of make sure, you know, we're growing that responsibly, both for in, internally managing that, but also responsibly in terms of the quality of the businesses that will be joining us. And so I think we have a you know, we have invested more in the sales team in order to sort of, um, you know, grow that pipeline. And what we need to do now is see that investment turn into fruition. Um, but um, but I think we're in a stronger place than we have been perhaps in the last couple of years in terms of pipeline. But pipeline is one thing, isn't it? Reality is another. So we need to kind of turn that potential um, into uh, into some results. And how happy are you with the conversion rate for Commercio um, from the trial customer set to paying clients? Mm-hmm. And I think um, I think there's two sides to the same coin. So we went from 130, 150 non-paying customers to 50 who are paying. And, and I suppose on the external, that sort of 30% conversion is that good. You know, I suppose you could position that where you want. I'd probably like that to have been higher. Well, I would. You know, so I kind of think, you know, as I judge ourselves internally, I think uh, we'd like that to be a little bit better. Um, if I flip that round and say, 20% of our existing Syncor customers are now taking another product from us. I think that's quite good. You know, so so um, depending which angle you want to take on that, I think you can kind of look at it either way. But the facts are we had 150 have turned into 55, you know, non-paying turned into 55 paying and 20% of, um, of customers are taking another product from us. So you can kind of, uh, you know, make your own judgments, you know, which, which side of the coin you want to look at. And can you explain what's meant by the attach rate? What determines this metric? Yeah, so it's pretty simple maths. And so um, we're trying to drive the GMB forward. So the, 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 the sales that go through our, um, our system and, um, and obviously kind of on that, what we'd like to do is provide quality services and technology that allow us to keep the greatest percentage of that that we can because our customers are receiving great value from us. So the, uh, so the two key metrics we want to do is uh, provide technology and service to push the GMV forward. And then what is the highest percentage rate we can um, take from that? And the times one by the other, and that adds up our income. So it's really a way of saying, we're trying to move GMV forward. We're trying to increase the percentage that we retain of that. And that's in kind of summary, you know, how we're kind of uh, looking to drive revenue. Great. Thank you very much indeed. And that's the end of questions. Do you have any closing remarks? 
Now, again, sort of always an opportunity for me to publicly say thank you to the teams. So our three brands, Pebble Group, Silis, and, and Brand Edition, we have some amazing people working really hard um, you know, across those businesses. That's from North America into Europe and Asia. And it's thank you to those guys. Um, you know, they're the sort of people who produce these results. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, as I say, um, we always want a little bit more, but I kind of look back and I look at the external environment and say the guys have done an amazing job and, uh, and long may that continue. PI World videos and podcasts are for general information and interest. They do not constitute any kind of recommendation or inducement to buy shares of any company. PI World is not offering any kind of financial advice and nothing in our material should be taken as such.